All right, people, welcome to the, this episode of the Bar and Bar. I think it's going to be the fifth episode. Um, this time I'm here in Sydney CBD, very close to the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. We're in a coffee shop, very empty due to the, <laughs> the current situation. I'm here with my good friend Saim. Uh, Saim and I, we study at the Blue Mountains School. That's a hotel management, like international hotel management here in Australia. So we met there, I think it was in Lura? Lura, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, same if you want to introduce a little bit, like for the people who don't yeah. know you or... Um, so my name is Sime. I came here in 2015. Before I came here, I, I met you, Diego, actually in the hotel school. And before that, I never worked in any hotels. So my whole hotel life or hospitality life has just been in Australia for the last five years. So I started with a casual job as a napkin folder <laughs> and then worked my way through different jobs. I've worked as a section waiter. I even worked as a bartender for a bit, Swiss Hotel. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, most recently I was customer service team leader at Park Heights Sydney. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I think that's something that you say like um, napkin folder. It's something that... It's humbling, you know? Yeah. Like even in this... Like, in the school, because I was a transfer, right? I didn't have that first year of working in on the restaurant, or school restaurant. Yeah. So I didn't have that training, but I had it back home in Mexico. Um, when I came here, I went straight to the the second year. I think it's housekeeping. Right. Oh, that's the yeah. That's the second year, right? Yeah, yeah. Housekeeping and front desk. They teach you the basic. And I did was working in the in in the restaurant, but as a chef. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> when I first met you, I saw that you had tattoos. I think of, of uh, knives or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's who's this guy? And then I came and said hello. And like you, I'm also like interested to just meet people in hospitality and find out what they're about. So that was pretty cool to meet you. And obviously, um, it's been a while now since Lura. Yeah. But I'm glad that I could stay in touch, you know, with people like yourself. I know, it's I know, good, man. You know. Um, yeah, same. Since I finished school, like after Sydney campus, because I was working at the same time, like like most of us, we're working and studying. Um, I kind of like stopped seeing people, not because I wanted to, like I didn't want to see them. Yeah. But because everyone is either working, like, they have like night shifts or they move cities. That's the nature of hospitality, yeah, right? Man. It's really difficult to stay in touch with people, but also that's what makes it so good when you get to see them. Yeah. Because you value that time more, you know? True. You're like, I'm off on a Wednesday, Thursday, you're off on like a Thursday, Friday, and on that Thursday when you meet up, it's like the most amazing feeling. Whereas all the other jobs, nine to five, Monday to Friday, you get to see the people every weekend, so. yeah. That makes time valuable with people in hospitality, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's like a, it's kind of like a brotherhood in a way. Yeah. Like, now that you're in the Parhyat, probably you, you met people that I, I have worked with. Or like, there's some students still working there. Yeah, and you like, know a few of them. Yeah, in Sydney, it's 
like for for hospitality i think it's a very small city yeah it is like people work one year in this restaurant and they move to another bar and they move to another hotel and then the school makes you meet more people yeah so everyone kind of like know each other and kind of like it's a small big family it is and like school always encouraged us you know to find I remember that we would go on our first placement and it was like, okay, you can work in... Your, it's preferred that you do food and beverage in your first placement. Then in your second placement, yeah. it's preferred that you do front office work. So obviously, they wanted us to get different experiences. So it was pretty cool. The, I mean, I guess the school was indirectly telling us to try different places, try different mm. roles, to get a better understanding of hospitality in Sydney yeah. and even abroad. So I guess that's why, you know, a lot of people, most of my friends, including you, we only realize like we've worked in different places, and we never stayed in one place for too long. Yeah, true. And I guess in hospitality, one other thing is that in order to move ahead, you have to move from place to place as well. Sometimes you can't stay in one place. I worked at the Park Hyatt. Um, it's such a nice place to work that some people do stay for quite a long time—two years, yeah. three years—before they move. So. There's that as well. Well, also, it's because maybe we're international people, like, yeah. in, like in terms of we we're not citizen of this country. So you either yeah. grow faster and apply for a sponsorship or something that allows you to stay longer. Yeah. Or uh, go back to your con- your home country or move to another country to keep working for that company and. I don't know, man. Or, like, you now, can you tell us, like, what are you going to study? Master's? Yeah, so, I always wanted to get into, like, sales and marketing, right? It's weird. Okay. That, my dream was always to have an office job, but I wanted to stay in hotels. And, like, the reason why I started to work, like, study hospitality is because my mom used to, like, host these dinners at home. Oh. I'm sure it yeah. happens in many families. Yeah. So, she was so passionate about it, she would write down who's coming, how many how many men, how many women, how many children. She would even ask those people before the party, like, what, would you, what do you like to eat? Indirectly, you know. She yeah, would yeah. get an idea of what people like to eat. And then she would design her personal menu. It wasn't okay. really a menu, not a restaurant. It's just our house. But she would design the food according to that. And so she would try to tick as many boxes as possible. So now I'm, I studied in hospitality. Now I'm going to study in Macquarie University. I'm going to do a master's in marketing because okay. that's just my dream was to enter sales and marketing but I do feel a little bit sad I had to make that decision as mm-hmm. you know because of the coronavirus Yeah. if that didn't happen I would have stayed working in hotels so it's bittersweet but I think that sometimes you do have to make decisions to move forward so. yeah true always yeah. and I think this is this is happening to many people especially for those who own restaurants or hotels Right. Or, um, I mean, small hotels, because big companies probably, they don't feel, I mean, I don't know. But like small bars, small restaurants, like family-owned like business. Yeah. They, they're struggling a lot. Some like, of them have closed. A yeah, lot of them, some right? like they shut, they're not going to open forever. Or hopefully they come back in a different way, different yeah. restaurant. But like many people, you see like people that they're struggling like yeah. not in this country like everywhere it's everywhere 
and sometimes you forget that actually the whole world is struggling yeah. in hospitality, you know. I have friends who work in hotels in Canada, USA, who have the same problems as us. Mm. They, some of the, like the local cafes and restaurants are closing and things like that. So, I don't know, it's a, it's a strange time, but I think anything that challenges you makes you grow, right? So, yeah. if you can survive coronavirus hospitality, then I'm sure you can do well <laughs> in hospitality, you know, for the rest of for the rest of your life, so, so yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough. Hey, do you, do you, like, kind of, like, work in those parties, like, in your house, like, yeah. Like, did you do something, like, like cooking, <laughs> or? I used to help prepare the food with yeah. my mom, do, like, what we call mise en place. At the time, yeah. I didn't know that's what it's called. <laughs> I was just cutting vegetables. <laughs> and I used to, like, set the plates and polish cutlery not polish it too much but just kind of wipe it and things like that um, you know you a couple of episodes ago I remember you talked to Andrew May he used yep. to work at Park Hyatt yep. Park Hyatt he mentioned how like Park Hyatt Sydney has you know the highest rates in, in Sydney and because the rates are so high a thousand per night people expect a certain level of service correct it's not for me it's like Yes, the price dictates that, but I think all guests expect that level of service. Mm. You know, like, just because you don't have to charge $1,000 a night to make a guest feel, like, very special. True. You can remember things about them. So that's what, going back to what I used to do with my mom, that's what I sort of learned about hospitality, that at the end of the day, if you can, without letting the person know, if you can understand their preferences and then deliver them, yeah. they'll be wowed every time. They'll be like, wow, how did you remember this about me, you know? So since then, and that's why I chose Park Hyatt as well, and I worked in customer service. We used to talk to, like my job was basically, we have a guest service team for VIPs, and we have a customer service, which, which is me, and basically I talk to regular guests, not non-VIPs, like just your average couple who's coming in. And my job was to find out, okay, why are you coming? And see their past profile notes and see, you know, how can we personalize their stay? So I loved that job. It's unfortunate that, you know, I had to be stood down like a lot of my friends in, yeah, in the industry. Um, but that aspect of it was always amazing. And I link, for me, hospitality is always linked. Like my past with what I used to do with my family to hotel school where I met you mm -hmm. and yeah. even to Park Hyatt Sydney. The one thing that linked all of those things was like wanting to understand people. Like wanting to get to know people and their preferences and then creating those moments for them like to make them happy yeah. like it's we're in the business of making people happy you know True. we get paid to make people happy I think that's a great thing and sometimes you forget that and so. there's some people like I remember being in um, in, in the Four Seasons I was at the bar before I mean when I was working at the bar and people people asked me like hey man what's a good restaurant to go and eat oysters for example okay. or you know, like something really local. Even if Sydney, some people say that they don't have like a kind of like a culinary experience, like a uh, authentic cuisine. But yeah. I think you can find it if you really look for it. You can find some good dishes. And like for me, being as a bartender or waiter at the Four Seasons, I could just easily say, tell them like, hey man, go to concierge and they will direct you or they will give you a map or they will tell you where to go yeah yeah provide recommendations yes but like I don't know if because 
like of my nature or because I like talking with people, like giving my own personal recommendations, I would say like, okay, man, so the places that I used to go or that I normally go is this and this one. So I, I remember uh, I used to run myself to the concert, grab a map, come back, just <laughs> tell like, you know, like, you know, fuck it. Yeah. You know, it's it. not like I didn't like concert team. Yeah. But it's like I wanted to give my my personal your personal experience you know? yeah and i think that's through hospital like people i've seen people doing that and i didn't get paid for that yeah i get paid for serve like serve the food the drinks make the drinks or whatever so i was taking that extra time yeah that is in every probably everyone's nature some of them you know to take five minutes to talk about the city that you are living yeah Know, or tell them like, hey man, you should try this restaurant, or you should try this coffee shop, or try that one. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes um, in this industry, especially in hotels, when you meet people, like if you work in the front desk, and on the next episode, or the next one, I don't know, I'm gonna talk with someone who has been working in front desk. In the front desk? Yeah. That would so be gonna, Yeah, it's, and she, already spoilers uh, <laughs> she used to work in two two hotels in Sydney okay and one overseas but uh, if I say the name now then we'll people, find out yeah, who people it is. is gonna like you said it's a brotherhood <laughs> and a sisterhood yeah, so, so if people you give up too much we'll know who it is yeah, yeah so yeah. there is there is like a, some steps that you need to follow like how to meet people how to greet people how to tell them like what to do in the hotel to enjoy yeah. that experience. Yeah. And I never, I never wanted to follow those steps. Man, you know? Diego, it's a tricky one. Cause we have this, we had the same thing in Park at Sydney. Like we have a certain amount of, we have a lot of partnerships with certain restaurants in Sydney, right? Yeah. So ideally we would want our guests to try those restaurants. But sometimes you don't, necessarily want to just promote the uh, restaurants and cafes that you have partnerships with you want to give your own opinion because that's real hospitality right yeah, correct. you're telling someone okay you know what i've personally been to this place i personally think it's a great place you should go there to eat so you have to balance that a little bit um and i, I think that you're actually correct that you know if i had if we were to own hotels i'm sure we would encourage our staff Tell them about your personal experience. Tell them where you think is good, you know? Put yeah. yourself out there for people to to kind of trust. But at the same time, I also understand that a lot of hotels have that policy, you know? Like, this is how you should talk to the guests. This is, yeah. how, this is the kind of recommendations you should give. If someone comes to the bar and says, hey, what's a nice place to eat? Direct them to the restaurant manager or direct them to concierge. Yeah. So yeah, I don't personally agree with that. But I do understand that like hotels, you know, like they're corporations at the end of the day and they have a structure. So sometimes if you work for a big hotel, you do have to follow their corporate structure. You have to follow their rules, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and like, I have a mo I know someone who works in concierge. Um, I'm not gonna say where. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who had this problem when they first joined their job. Okay. Guests would come to them and say, hey, I want, an, I want somewhere amazing to eat in Sydney, where should I go? 
and they would tell them, oh, you know, there's a great restaurant called Nell in Surrey Hills, for example, you should go there. And then later they got pulled aside by their head concierge or their managers mm -hmm. and was told, hey, you shouldn't have said that. And they asked me, they asked them why. And I was like, oh, well, because we don't have any partnerships with those people or you could have recommended someone that, you know, th there's a give and take relationship. Yeah. Like if we send people to that restaurant, they will send guests to us. But you recommended someone who we don't know and have a relationship True. with. So it's tricky, you know, like you sometimes some people, they lose their fire of real hospitality yeah. because they start to <clears throat> fit into these like shapes these cookie cutter yeah. roles where it's like okay only say this only say that so it's tricky man but I think that because of the coronavirus people are like there's far I don't know about if you know but in a lot of hotels less people are working now they're operating at the bare minimum yeah I know I know like so people are doing multiple roles so <laughs> if you were still in you know for example if you were in Four Seasons maybe they would actually encourage that now where it's like you know what if someone asks you for a restaurant recommendation just tell them like <laughs> wherever you yeah, want to wherever you want to go you know what I, I mean know. yeah so it's interesting how times change man it's, it's tough like it's weird like 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 everyone said like this is this is the first time that we ex experience this situation yeah of the lockdowns and you can't travel you can um, go and dine where you used to more of the pubs are still shut yeah uh, coffee like you know city extra the 24-hour cafe yeah now shuts at 9 30. first time and since they were open that they're not 24 hours the 24 hours yeah so times are definitely changing it's a uh, but like i said i personally think it's a great time to stay with hospitality mm -hmm. what you're doing now for example with this podcast and meeting people it's the perfect time to talk to people in my opinion you yeah know? i think so yeah i mean people have a lot of things to say i think probably yeah. yeah um like i don't want that every episode talks about coronavirus yeah yeah but it's obviously that we're gonna say it you know like because that's gonna... the reality <laughs> yeah but uh yeah man like it's it's also hard to meet people like some people, they're really keen to record a podcast. Right. And, <laughs> like but me. <laughs> yeah, no, but they I ask like, me like, Diego, hey, I would love to be on your show. <laughs> nah, man, like, I want to I wanna, I wanna have more episodes with um, students, like alumni now. Alumni, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, well, students will be really hard to get a conversation. Yeah. And... I mean, because of the school and the, I don't know anyone anymore. Commitments. Yeah. I guess, like, I, I don't think you should limit yourself to anything at all. Like, at the end of the day, I love this, what you're doing because of the perspectives, right? So it, could, it doesn't matter who you end up talking to, as long as they're willing to provide their perspective. Yeah. People who are listening will get to learn about their point of view. And the more point of views you learn about, the more broad, like, your thinking becomes, you know? Yeah. You understand things better, so what you're doing is like an amazing thing so like thanks bro yeah well, one more thing I was I was just thinking about that concierge thing I told you man. <laughs> um, who was it someone from school uh, no no they, they oh, didn't go okay. to our school no um, basically what I wanted to say is like sometimes when you end up in a manager's role yeah you have to make that decision how much freedom you're gonna give your staff to be themselves before I was working in customer service, I was in in-room dining as a team leader. 
And in Parkhead Sydney, in-room dining is like, it comes under guest services, so you're not just delivering food. You're yeah. actually, you're known as a butler instead okay. of an in-room dining attendant. So if a guest wants their shoes shined, laundry done, if they want recommendations while you're delivering the food, you're allowed to say that. Yeah. Okay. So it's a bit different in that regard. So when I was team leader in that department, we were told, well, I, we used to tell our butlers, like, you're more than welcome to, to tell the guest what you want, you know, mm -hmm. but just make sure that you're sure about what you're saying. Yeah. And the funny thing is that when we allowed our butlers to say their personal recommendations, they became more confident people. Cool. So maybe the secret to good hospitality is to allow people to be themselves. Yeah, correct. Rather than trying to make them fit a certain type of role because you're not trying to hire robots, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's That's true and also it's very important. We were talking, it's not like I don't want to follow rules or I don't like following rules. Yeah. And because the people that knows me or they've been working with me, they know that I have some certain ethics, <laughs> but also I can, I can do crazy shits <laughs> behind the bar or anything. Like, uh, try not to affect others, right? Yes. But it's, it's important to know the core values of the company that you work in. It doesn't matter if it's a restaurant, bar, hotel. That's true. You know, um, to put in practice those values, um, also with the one that you have, like your, your personal values, um, you know, the mission, the vision, all those kind of things. Yeah. But think a little bit outside of the box. Like the thing that you were saying as a manager or team leader or even as a colleague, encourage to people to be more confident or to be themselves. Yeah. It gives it gives them more like confident. They they enjoy the job. They they work properly or they come every day to the workplace with you know like happy in a way or like happier yeah yeah happier instead of oh fuck, i need to do this job just to get through the week and get pay and yeah those i think that's something that andrew was talking yeah i was thinking about yeah. that just now like empowered you need to empower your employees yeah to keep them freedom because if they can't like andrew mentioned right that you can't be happy 24 hours a day as well so yeah sometimes if you're not happy you can't expect, like if you're a manager and your staff comes and they're not having a good day, you can't expect to force them to put on a smile. And yeah. But then also he was right when he said that if you're not happy, that kind of thing is, can be decided from before, not on the day of your shift as well. So like when I was a manager, sometimes I wouldn't know that my the butlers that I'm managing are not happy or mm. maybe they're having a bad day until they come to shift and yeah. then I see them and I'm like, whoa, are you okay? Like they don't feel very happy and stuff. So that was quite interesting too. I mean, it's a balance and also what you mentioned is completely right. Every organization has core values, it has a culture, it has a style of doing business and we need to stick to that style. Yeah. So I guess then the the best thing to do would be to try to make people be themselves within the limits of that core values. So it's like, yes, you can be yourself, but just remember that the few things that you have to do are like, you know, for example, this is how you greet the guest. Yep. Maybe you can, for example, in Parkhead, Sydney, we knock on the door and we say guest services. And then when the guest opens, may I come in? Yeah, rather than just going in. So all those small things, I think you can still ask your people to do. Yeah. 
Correct. But then once that's out of the way, when they're inside and they're doing the actual service, then maybe they can be themselves. Like even at the bar, I'm sure when people come to you, you're like, hey sir, how are you? Welcome to Grain Bar or wh yeah. whatever it is. And then after that's all done and you start talking, then you can show your real self and be like, you know what, this, that, the other, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's also the, I don't want to sound really romantic, but the beauty of hospitality. That is, I don't know how to describe it now. Like, it's a profession that is there everywhere. You know, not just coffee shops, not just restaurants, but the people who is working in like certain shops or um, like they're being like they greet you, they meet you, you they mean, invite you to the shop, they invite yeah. you, you know, and they're being they're also being hospitality. They're they're practicing that, you know. Yeah. So I think I guess you're. I, that's such a good point. Hospitality isn't something that's a profession. It's like a behavior, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's how you treat people. Correct. Yeah. I think like there's some people, and sometimes we have moments that we don't know how to be like not behave, but like probably how to, to react go with to so, to react to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see and you can hear many times like, oh man, this guy, this guy shouldn't be working in a restaurant. <laughs> this guy shouldn't be working in hotel. I've had plenty of those. <laughs> I've plenty of those times. And yeah. that is true, man. It's some. It's someone. No, everyone can have that. Uh, it's not an. It's. It's funny you said that. You know, sometimes like. Like you might have someone who's really really strict. Yeah. Working in the restaurant, which is good for discipline, but then when they talk to the guest, the guest realizes that they're strict and the guest feels uncomfortable as well. Yeah, man. So it's like, you, you need to, you're absolutely right. I have, I'm sure you've had those moments too. I've looked at someone and be like, well, what is he doing working in a hotel? Or what, is, what is she doing working in front office? You know, yeah. She doesn't know how to do this, that or whatever. But that's where, again, what we were talking about, like hospitality, sometimes people look at it as just a profession. So it's like, you know what? I want to work in hotels. It doesn't matter what kind of person I am. Yeah. I'm just going to learn how to do the thing and that should make me a good hospitality professional, which is completely bullshit in my opinion. Mm. Because I think that you need, to, you need to come into the profession as a person who is already kind and willing to care for people. And yep. then you should learn this different skills and how to use that care. If you come to the profession and you're not a caring person, that I don't think hospitality will necessarily teach you. Some, some people it will, but most people it's not going to teach you how to be a good person. That I think yeah. life should teach you. So Yeah, life and from home. And I from don't know. Home, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We're getting deep, deep. Diego. Yeah, <laughs> We're getting deep. Yeah, man. Like, I don't want to... Love it. Like, like I've said, I've said it before. Like even when I'm working, like man, I don't wanna, I don't wanna work, I don't wanna have this job anymore. Right. But I think it's just I'm having a bad day. But I'm not gonna, even if I'm having a bad day, or I'm telling myself I don't wanna do this job. When I'm talking with the, with with my customer, with the guest, I'm not gonna talk shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna get angry at them, or I'm not gonna deliver a bad service. Yeah. Even if, even if it's in my head, and 
you can see the opposite. You can see people giving you bad service. You know, yeah. Like, and it's like, man, like, like if you feel bad, man, go home. Yeah. You know, if you don't like this, don't do it just because it's a job. Because you can do many, many things. Yes. You can do different things. Don't be a bar. Don't be a bartender. Don't be a waiter. Because the people who is coming to your venue, it's not their fault that you're angry. It's very well said. It's not. It's not their fault that you are upset. Yeah. That you're having a like whatever you having. You know. They don't know that. They don't know what's that. happening with and you. There's no need to be rude to them. Also, there is the opposite thing when the people that comes to the venue they're really rude to you. Yeah. So it's man, it's a bad like. I guess that's when you have to switch it and yeah. be like, okay, you don't really know why they're being rude. As well, maybe <laughs> they're being rude because they had a bad day. True. But it's like it comes down to emotional control, right? When you work in hospitality and also when you're a guest, I've been to many hotels. And even if I'm having a bad day, maybe that's just me. I'll try to be nice to the people, mm-hmm. even before I started working, because I know that that person doesn't deserve to see the worst side of me. Yeah, nobody. And nobody should. Yeah. So the guests shouldn't see the worst side of the hospitality people, and the hospitality people, when they become a guest, they shouldn't see the worst side of others as well. So it's all about emotional control, and unfortunately, a lot of people do lose emotional control because yeah. our hours are so long. You know, you're you've almost packed up the bar. You're ready to go home after a 12-hour shift, and someone yeah. walks in with a party of eight, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> can I have like 16 espresso martinis?" Yeah, no. And everything is already cleaned, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Like, you, that's the moment when you're tested. That's yeah. when, in that 13th hour, when your emotions are at a high, you have to control it and still be like, "Yes, sir. Welcome. Please sit down." <laughs> so, that can be a bit distressing at times, but yeah, man. Yeah. And like now, like, like now talking about this after the pandemic, I don't know. How do you see? Have you been to many restaurants? Or I have, yeah. How do you see the people, like the workers or employees? Um, like, I had a talk with that City Extra, the 24-hour cafe. Okay. So that's how I found out they're closed at 9:30 because yeah. I went there for coffee once with my friend, and she was like. She was saying it's been very stressful mm-hmm. because they're keeping most hospitality joints are keeping the bare minimum staffing. Yeah. Because they lost so much money when the lockdown happened that now they're trying to regain their profits. True. So they're not they don't want to bring back their full staffing because what if we go into lockdown next week? Yeah. So it's a tricky mm-hmm. situation, but I also see that people are really happy to be working. I mean, we're sitting in Sydney on a beautiful, well, not so beautiful day. <laughs> it's it's still beautiful. It's still gorgeous. I mean, if you were in it's Melbourne right now, yeah. oh, unfortunately, yeah. okay, you'd probably. be in, at home. That's, so Yeah, true. You know, we, we're looking around right now. There's people who still have work. They're still earning money. She's still smiling. She's about to serve <laughs> the table next to us. So, like, people are still happy to be in hospitality and yeah. still have their jobs. But don't get me wrong. Like, they're controlling their emotions well, but I'm sure that they're being, a lot of people are being overworked. A lot of people are being told, you know, yeah, times are tough. So, of course, man, it's yeah, tough time. Hopefully, hopefully we don't enter into another lockdown. No, I hope and so. We can continue, and venues start reopening. And start. I mean, it's, the recovery is gonna take longer, obviously. 
Yeah. Not just a few months, probably like a year or two years. Yeah, that's the, something that people don't really want to face. That even if they have a vaccine, for the because by now people's thoughts have changed. Yeah. Like even after the recovery, maybe people will be like, you know what? Do I really want to eat out eat out every Saturday? Maybe every other Saturday. Maybe yeah. on the first Saturday of a month I'll eat out. The rest of them I'll stay at home. So again, going back to, I'm about to do a master's in marketing. One of the classes is consumer behavior. Yeah. And that's what they teach you. Like, if these things happen to society, how will people's behavior change? Mm. And it, it's a permanent change. Some people who used to come to cafes every morning for breakfast might change that completely about yeah. their personality might change. They might never come back again. Yeah, true. So that's something that restaurants, bars, and cafes have to deal with. People's behavior is going to change not temporarily, but forever. How are you going to get those people to come back to your bar? Yeah. So there's a lot of challenges that I think managers will really have to earn their money now. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> going to change for everyone and it's yeah. changing. You can see when, when the lockdown happened here in Sydney, you saw a few bars doing like a, um, delivery cocktails. Yeah. A few bars had it. Yeah. Some others, they start doing like a master classes or uh, they deliver I'm, I want to introduce I want to I want to interview um, a few friends just um, up the road they were delivering cocktails right and then you can you log in or uh, at certain time you have a, like a video chat with them and they teach you how to do that cocktail like oh so that's was, cool yeah that was that that's was really creative. cool like a, like a small class I don't know was it like for 10-15 minutes yeah but she will teach you how to do a Negroni for example but you or obviously you bought the ingredients from them they got delivered to your house and then you log in that's really the, interesting that was that was pretty cool man like everyone has doing different things yeah um, so I think they're gonna continue they're like now hospitality since a long time now is changing for good hopefully hospitality has changed I mean we I think that we sometimes think that this is the only time that hospitality is changing right yeah but it's changed before too like I remember when um, someone told me that cocktails were really famous once upon a time to the point that everyone would have a cocktail mm -hmm. and bars would refuse mocktail service okay. because it's like we're a bar why are yeah, you yeah, coming yeah. to a bar if you don't drink alcohol that changed too Eventually, the demand for people who want to sit with their friends who don't drink became so big that people started to create mocktails. True. So, times change. Yeah. Even right now, things are changing. You know, you're talking about how people are doing master classes. Might end up being like a virtual bar, like where you order online, come pick up your cocktail. Yeah, or I mean, you drink in your car or something. You know, in a takeaway, in a takeaway glass or something. Yeah, there's um. So. There is a bar, I don't know if you've seen it, the Cantina, okay? Cantina, oh no, I haven't seen it. It's in, um, I always forget the address, but um, they're doing takeaway margaritas. Okay. And, uh, and I think, I wanna, I wanna check it out later. They, they put a machine, kind of like a vendor machine. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but you get a, like a, a beer from that machine. Like a fresh beer? I think so. Like from so, tap? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not from tap, just a can. Oh, can okay, okay. I thought maybe they have a mechanism inside. No, no, like, no. But I want to go and check it out later. Yeah. And see if you need to put money or you pay at the like at the bar and then you can open it and 
Yeah. But I saw in the Instagram yesterday, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. That was. You need to innovate, man. Yeah, otherwise it's gonna be you need like to. the industry. Yeah. This is a bigger shock than most things that will happen to the industry, but it's nothing that people have not overcome in the past, you know. Things happen, and but the one thing that I think is going to happen for sure is it won't go back to how it was before. I think yeah, that's no. permanent. Yeah. And that's something that's going to be hard to swallow. Uh, this year was Parkhead Sydney's 30th anniversary. Wow. They had big plans, you know, obviously 30th anniversary. Yeah. Offer like amazing packages. There was going to be Vivid. Mm, There's yep. going to be all sorts of things. And unfortunately, due to the virus and now, you know, maybe these hotels like Park at Sydney have to change their pricing strategy. Yeah. Now, what used to be the 30-year offer for packages is now 30 years, so we're going to give you discounts. Yeah. Because they need to attract guests. So it's a really hard time for a lot of managers, revenue managers, sales yeah. and marketing directors. But that's why I want to study it too, because I think that that's it's worth studying in this time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. That's awesome. That's awesome that you decide to um, to start a new career, like more studies. Build on it, I guess. Yeah. I still want to work in hotels, man. Okay, cool. The dream is alive. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, I want to move into marketing and sales within hotels. Yeah. Ah, that's it's just that now the content of my studies and the case studies are going to be very different. Yeah. Everything, like you said, We don't want to say everything is about COVID-19. Yep. But at the end of the day, everything really is about COVID-19 because it's affecting our industry so much. So my classes are going to be online for online. the first summer, first semester, you know? So that's everything's changing. Who knows how marketing will be in hotels? In the yeah. future, we might have to market what you were saying, you know, like takeaway cocktails from the bar, master classes by our chefs. Yep. Things like that. Maybe front office will have to, even though they don't want to, they might have to start using contactless check-in, contactless check-out. I know, it's something that has so. been discussing for the past, I don't know how many years, but... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's right. Um, that there's, some, like, there's some hotels already that you don't need to talk with anybody. You just scan your phone and you'll check in already. Yeah. And with the same phone, I think you can open the door. Yeah. So, and that's not giving jobs to actual physical person. Yeah. But uh, sadly, I think it's going to happen in some hotels. It will. That's the yeah. reality of things. But let's not be too negative because no, no, yeah, of course not. those jobs, it doesn't mean that those people won't have worked. I think they'll just have different work. Like different, different people who used Hopefully. to be front office, yeah, they might end up having to work as... Maybe they'll start picking up, you know, IT skills to maintain that software. Or you never know. People have... People will have to adopt a bit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> no problem. I want to mention something that people probably don't know. Tell me. Um, Saeed made me an interview like a few years ago. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> It was something that I didn't expect that time. You know, like... Yeah. I was, I was at the bar. I was doing bartender job. And then... You send me a message on Instagram, I think, or Facebook, don't remember. And you were like, oh man, like I'm doing interviews, and like I'm doing this project, and like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then, can I interview? Like, why me? <laughs> and I was thinking like yeah. in my head, like, I'm just 
I don't know, like I just started this job and, but yeah, I'm, I'm always keen, you know, you, you were one of the, probably the first person who interviewed me. Yeah. And kind of like do something different apart from the school and our jobs. Yeah. And inspire me to continue, you know? Yeah. So I want to thank you, man. Dude, don't thank, thank me. You. I want to thank you for that. <laughs> Don't thank me. Yeah, but it's I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. No, cheese, man. It's uh, I, I only contacted you that day because I wanted to. It's like what you're doing now. I wanted to just talk to people. That project didn't continue because I went back to school and I had a lot of other commitments, work yeah. and stuff. I might pick that up again. You should. But oh, interesting. And I would love to have you back on it <laughs> if I do. <laughs> but I think that yeah, I picked. I'll tell you why I picked you. It was very simple. Like I was looking for people who are genuine and I although we were never really close friends in school or whatever I could I just know when someone is genuine versus when someone tries to put on like a face you know yeah and look at what you're doing now like this is about as genuine as someone can get so that's why I chose you I had a lot of friends I could have asked in high positions but I knew that when I interview them they'll try to I don't know like Try to show off or put on a different face yeah. or talk about things that like not be their real selves. Yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't have an ego and thanks, man. So that yeah, cheers to that, you know. So yeah, and thank, thank you for you. having me. No, thank you, thank you for um for this this lovely afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool chats. And you want to say something else before we? Um, I want to wish you luck. Thank you, man. And I want to say I hope that you find more and more people to talk to. And I think that people should tune into this for the simple fact that you're exposing people's perspectives. And it's a very important thing to do. Cheers, man. Thank you. That's it. Well, I wish you all the best in the new career. And if you guys follow, if you guys want to follow Saeem, I'm going to put the, his link on the on the comment because he keep posting on Instagram cool stuff photos about the city yeah yeah, yeah. About the people in the city and on the street and so it's pretty cool thank you yeah all right people uh, thank you for um, uh, listening to this podcast and see you next time thank you same